Second hour, we're in of uh, The Viewpoint. I'm Khumuto uh, K.G. Mwekiti. I'm in for Songezo. And uh, join the conversation whenever you want to on the Joburg line 011-714-2006. The WhatsApp line uh, is 061-410-4107. You can hashtag SAFM Viewpoint if uh, you tweet us on at SAFM Radio. So now it's time for the health feature. feature. Optometry is a health healthcare profession that is autonomous, educated, and regulated, and optometrists are the primary healthcare professionals of the eyes and visual system who provide comprehensive eye and vision care. World Optometry Day is a day, uh, as a day, was celebrated last week and in the same week as World Optometry Week, and it is a day set aside to celebrate every optometrist and eye care professional worldwide. We're in conversation with St. John's Eye Care, the old non-profit organization in the world and they're telling us about how they celebrated World Optometry Day the relevance of World Optometry Week some of the most common yet preventable eye problems that people have in childhood or in adulthood and the cost of eye care and the capacity of public institutions to cater to every citizen accessibility of health services and how St. John's is easing the burden Sansha Jagasa is uh, a, a optometrist at St. John's Eye Care in Peter Meritsburg and uh, joins us on the line. Sensia, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. How did you commemorate or celebrate World Optometry Day on your side? Uh, and you took 80 children, from what I'm reading, for eye screening and some even got free spectacles. Tell us about the day and how you celebrated it. Good evening, KG. Thank you for having me and good evening to all the listeners. Yes, we had a very special day for to celebrate uh, World Optometry Week. Um, together with the Kennecore and Watercrest Mall, we invited selected children, some within the Peter Maritzburg region, um, and uh, took them to watch a movie with their brand new pair of spectacles that the Kennecore very kindly provided for us. Um, the kids were selected from within uh, a public hospital. Unfortunately, this hospital had a backlog for two years. So for two years, children, adults were unable to get their spectacles. And we know that the coronavirus impacted all aspects of healthcare. And the eye clinic was one of the areas within the health department that got hit. And as a result of it, um, there was this huge backlog uh, of patients who needed glasses. So. Being an NPO, we stepped up to the challenge. We contacted the Kennecore and um, you know, our friends at Watercrest Mall, and we said, great, let's collaborate. Let's get these kids their glasses. And um, you know, we gave the kids a day out. And for a lot, of the, a lot of these kids, it was their first pair of glasses. It was their first time watching a movie. And you know, first time for a lot of them leaving Peter Maritzburg, you know, getting on a bus, going to Hillcrest, um, it, it was an exciting, very special day, and we had all kinds of VIPs joining us, um, and we're very grateful to the amazing sponsors at uh, the mall who chipped in, you know, with the goodie bags for the kids, and, you know, Spur gave us lunch boxes, and the bookshop gave us books, and, you know, even the Mr. Price Sports, you know, chipped in with some stuff in the goodie bags, yeah. and... Um, 
One of the uh, really cool stories that came out of it was a little boy who was seven years old. Um, and when he looked in his goodie bag and he took out his notebook, he started writing. And when we asked him, what are you writing? He says, you know, I can write my name, but it's, this is the first time I'm seeing it clearly. Hmm. And that was really special. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It sounds special indeed, but uh, let's talk about issues around eye care and uh, the process of screening our eyes. Uh, you know, who um, in, in, in your uh, NPO do you find is most challenged with uh, eye problems? Is it younger or older? And how necessary is the process of eye care? Because I assume all of us just take it for granted that we have our eyes and we'll always be able to use them. Mm-hmm. You know, KG, 80% of our visual senses or of our senses comes from our visual system. And so we rely on our eyes to interact with the world around us. If, you know, God forbid one of us suddenly lost our eyesight, it would be very difficult to adjust. So I cannot emphasize enough the importance of getting an eye test. Um, As optometrists, we do more than just a vision screening. A screening just helps us assess to see whether you need glasses or not. Um, so we, we often do that in schools uh, or, or other community events. But what I would highly recommend to all the listeners out there is to go for a full eye test. I've often told my patients that, you know, our vision system is like a car. And mm. just like how, you know, the engine in a car works, you can't automatically assume that the rest of the car is now roadworthy. So similarly, just because you see clearly, it doesn't necessarily mean that the rest of our vision system is healthy. And having a full eye test um, allows the optometrist to assess everything, particularly in kids. You know, um, children rely on their vision for learning, for interacting with the world around them. It's how we perceive everything around us. So if that vision is then impaired, uh, it's going to impact on other aspects of life. And we've seen it in uh, in kids, they've gotten a pair of glasses and then the academic performance improves. And when academic performance improves, um, it then gives them a better chance of getting into university and, you know, breaking out of certain cycles within their life. So, you know, getting your eye test is more than just seeing clearly. It's really it's improved quality of life. Yeah. So it's something mm-hmm. you recommend for everyone, irrespective yeah. of age. Yeah. Irrespective of age, everybody, everyone um, from children all the way up to, um, you know, our elderly patients, because our eyes change. Uh, With children, we want to eliminate any visual impairment that's going to hinder their developmental progress. And as we get older, our eyes change again. When we get to our 40s, I'm sure almost every one of us have experienced this. I think I'm giving the age away here. Um, but we find that when you get to our 40s, the reading material finds a little, gets a little bit more difficult to see. And so we need to then have that assessed. And then when we get to our 60s, our vision changes again. So it's 
important that everybody, regardless of your age or where you come from. Yeah. Um, but but I but I suppose mm-hmm. when we talk healthcare in South Africa, uh, you know, uh, we we have to also remember that the majority of the population, uh, you know, gets their healthcare really from the public sector. What kind of an emphasis are you finding from the Department of Health? Uh, you know, if, because even in their Road to Health program for children, for example, the focus focus is always on immunization, on deworming, on mm-hmm. vitamin drops. Uh, but I, I don't know whether you find a, a, an enough focus uh, on the eye from the Department of Health. Do you want to talk to that? Yes. You know, what you've raised is a very complicated and layered point. Um, historically speaking, optometry has always been in um, the private sector. So the private sector enjoyed um, this aspect of care. And it was only about roughly 20 years ago that the Department of Health started creating spaces within the public sector that caters for eye care. So there's lots of room for improvement in that area. Um, the Department of Health really needs to get on board and create these spaces uh, within the hospitals, within the clinics, where children, um, adults can all go in to get a screening, to get an eye test, um, and and understand what's happening with their eyesight. Uh, up until that point, you know, the private sector uh, was responsible for looking after all uh, all areas across the socioeconomic spectrum. And um, and like I said, it's only about 20 years ago that these spaces in the public health sector started being created. So um, there's definitely room for improvement. And there is a need for eye care services throughout the whole country. Obviously, in the urban areas, we find a higher concentration of optometrists compared to the peri-urban and rural areas. Um, And and those areas are, I believe, where the most care needs to be. And, uh, and I think at St. John, we are doing a, a job in reaching out to those areas because we have clinics across the country um, situated in Bloomington and Eastern Cape. And um, it's not just in the big cities like Joburg and Pretoria and Durban. We go, we're trying to get out in, into the communities and take eye care to where people need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of, uh, you know, uh, optometrists, does the country generally have enough uh, optometrists to serve the entire population? And, and you know, uh, uh, issues of uh, affordability are coming in again uh, because, in truth, half the country is dependent on social assistance from the government. Sure. <laughs> That's a big question, Katie. Um, yeah, we we don't have enough optometrists in the country. Mm. Um, you know, the World Health Organization says that ideally we should have, I think, one to 100,000 um, optometrists to the population, and we are lagging behind. Currently, it's 65 to a million. Um, so that number is very, very low. And, you know, this is where we need to encourage the universities to be taking in more students to create... Uh, more optometrists to go out into the areas. The public health care system needs to create the spaces 
um, for approaches to work. You know, yeah. the burden just can't rely solely on the private sector because that's when the cost of eye care is going to rocket. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not fair for people who don't have uh, access to commercial income or access to commercial rates to to bear the cost of it. What is the appetite, though? What is the appetite at a tertiary level for optometry? And, and perhaps I could also ask then, what are the ver- what is the, how varied is the scope of the kinds of things, uh, you know, you can do with a, a career in optometry? I think there's a lot of interest uh, for optometry, but I think that question is more geared towards the <laughs> Department of Education. Um, from my personal experience and engaging with people, I think that there is a definite interest for optometry. Plenty of people have asked me questions on what do they need to do to become an optometrist. Um, and uh, in terms of the scope, you know, all optometrists are trained not just to do eye tests, but we are trained to assess children because children's vision is different to an adult's vision. Uh, we are trained to uh, with contact lenses, with low vision. Low vision is an entire different speciality in itself. Um, we look at sports vision. Um, and then added on, on top of that, there are further specialities that optometrists can go into, which look at the diagnosis and treatment of ocular diseases. And that is fairly new in the country. Um, and it allows optometrists then to uh, take their skills abroad if they want to. Um, because it, it puts us on par with, uh, you know, North American countries as well. Mm. At St. John's, uh, you know, uh, you're an international NGO. You've been in existence for years. Um, can you qu- quantify the work that you've done in assisting governments and, and communities, uh, particularly in the field of optometry? Uh, I know last year we looked at we had uh, 15,000, just over 15,000 patients were treated. Uh, at the St. And about 12,000 of those patients received glasses. And I believe a lot of them were kids. I have to go back and check the distribution the stats on that one. But I, I do know that it was close to 12,000 patients that received spectacles. That was last year. Yeah. So, so the, the, the focus of St. John's is largely around children. Um, I think the order of St. John is primarily uh, first aid. So we're known for our first aid services Mm -hmm. and first aid training. And, um, you know, we also have our St. John uh, Brigade unit and cadets where we teach children, Mm. um, you know, things like fire safety, first aid. um, Yeah, and the eye care department is a division of St. John. So it's it's part of the bigger organization. Yeah. And and what about yeah. uh, for, for the older guys, things like cataracts? Uh, that's not something you deal with at St. John's? Not at the moment, no. Not um, at the... Cataracts, yeah. Cataract surgeries or any kind of uh, disease management that requires surgery, we refer patients to the state hospital. Mm. Um, we don't have the... Uh, that's basically within, without, uh, not within our scope of practice mm-hmm. because as optometrists, we are looking at contact lenses, we're looking at correcting refractive error. We are uh, 
screening for diseases, but we don't perform any surgeries on the patients. That we need to the ophthalmologist. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, in terms of tips, um, as uh, we uh, round off our our discussion, uh, what can uh, one do on a daily basis to ensure that uh, we keep our eyesight for longer and and uh, avoid uh, having problems? But even more importantly, especially in light of the fact that uh, you know uh, uh, you do uh, uh, you deal with a lot of children at at St. John, uh, how can and parents uh, make sure that they teach their children proper eye care so that in the long term they don't have difficulty with their vision? That's a very good question. Thank you, KG. Um, the onset of the coronavirus created an environment where we rely on our digital devices a lot more than we have done before in the past. Mm. Um, you know, so, you know, we're thinking about online education, we're thinking about using our phones uh, to receive and send notifications. Um, and we, the biggest takeaway from this is when you are using your digital devices, when you are spending a lot of time focusing on near work, and that is work within 40 centimeters from your eyes, take a break. So every 20 minutes, look 20 feet away, which is 6 meters, for 20 seconds. Um, And that just helps rest your eyes because when we spend a lot of time focusing on any work that's, you know, within 40 centimeters, it puts a lot of strain on our vision system. Hmm. Um, There are muscles that control the lens in our eye that have to that are forced to stay in a position when we are looking at work for a long period of time and it creates a lot of strain so you know go for an eye test take frequent breaks when you're doing the near work and you know that will help maintain the general health of your eye yeah how often uh, do, do we generally need eye tests um i'd say you know for a child um bringing in for their first eye test five, six, seven years, so just before they start school. And uh, once every two years, if there's no comorbidities or um, any underlying systemic conditions. And once patients get to the 60s, or if there's a history of hypertension or diabetes or cholesterol or any systemic condition, then we need to evaluate that once a year. Um, You know, I don't think many listeners are aware of this, but diabetes, hypertension, cholesterol, they all influence the way that we uh, see. You know, if the sugar is uncontrolled, our vision fluctuates. The same for hypertension. Um, So, and and the the changes that take place, which can lead to permanent vision loss, which we want to prevent from happening. So that's why we say, you know, through R60 or you know, when we start to these changes, come in once a year. If you have these underlying conditions, come in for an eye test. We may not change your glasses, but also need to check to see what's going on in the back of your eye. 
Wow, very enlightening. Thank you so much uh, uh, for making the time, Sensia, uh, to talk to thank us. You, thank, you. thank you also for the tips. Sensia Jogasa is uh, optom- an optometrist at uh, the St. John's Eye Care in uh, Peter Maritzburg. It's 25 past nine now. We're going to come back with Smongile uh, Ganga in our Tuesday profile.